Welcome to the video broadcast of Zion Memorial Missionary Baptist Church with pastor and teacher, Rev. Dr. Randall Kane Jr. Zion Memorial Missionary Baptist Church is located at 101 North Donleith Avenue in Winston-Salem. Please sit back and enjoy this message already in progress. Praise God. Thank you all for allowing me to be before you this afternoon. As one accused I've taken in pastoring, I do understand in many of our churches, the men end up being in positions of leadership, but I got to watch what the women say to do. I don't get myself in trouble. Amen. So I'm just I was sitting here watching and waiting for a moment. I do thank you for this opportunity to, um, to stand before you. Um, your organization is so vital and so incredibly important as a lifeblood to the church. And the word that God has given me for this afternoon before you, um, I believe, I hope that it will be one that will inspire and encourage you in the works that you do. Amen. Um, let us read, for those who are willing, if you can stand, I have a passage of scripture um, that I would like to share with you that we'll be dealing with this afternoon for just a little while, coming from the first of the four canonical gospels, Matthew chapter 28, Matthew 28, verses 16 through 20. And the word of God reads, Then the eleven disciples went away into Galilee, into a mountain where Jesus had appointed them. And when they saw him, they worshiped him, but, somebody say but, but some doubted. And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always even unto the end of the world. So in the reading of God's word, let us pray. Dear Lord, dear Father, we come before you on this beautiful afternoon that you have arranged, that you have appointed, that you have brought us into, dear God. But we have come into this space, into this sanctuary, into this womb, into this need, to come in one way and prayerfully to go out another, dear God. We have had our morning worship, dear God, but you have graced us and blessed us again to hear another word from you. I pray, dear God, mind, heart, and spirit be open and attentive, dear God, paying the currency of transformation, attention to what saith the Lord, not because it is my word, dear Lord, if I have no word, but it's because the word that you've given me to give unto them. Bless them, dear God, in a way that they truly will be filled, and as you fill them, dear God, send them out to do your works. In Jesus' name we do pray, amen. Um, beloved, again, I would be remiss if I did not welcome you into this house, um, Zion Memorial Missionary Baptist Church, where I have been blessed to be in my seventh year of pastoring, thanking God for all the great works that he is allowing us to do within this, this, this house and within this, this church family. As I frequently say to my congregation, um, our impact should be larger than our footprint, and God is blessed to have very robust and impactful ministry within the church. But I will also say that part of the reason why I am here is because of people like um, Sister Sylvia Gwen, who when I was a child, she and her sisters used to bring me from over on North Cameron Avenue up to this church to sit up in the balcony, as far away from the pulpit as I could possibly be. As far away from the pulpit as I could possibly be, not knowing that years later that I was planting a seed and I would be standing in the pulpit, they kept me far from when I was coming. But also, what I did not know at that time, what they couldn't have known, was that my wife, first lady of this church, Cynthia came, to sit right here on this road with her parents while she was growing up here. But again, God kept me as far from her as well during those formative years, that formative time of my life. Amen. 
Amen. And so I do thank you for this honor and this opportunity. And I pray that you will feel welcome in this place. As beloved, it is truly an honor for me to stand before you on this Sunday afternoon to deliver a message to the faithful, persevering, and hopeful missionaries of the Forsyth County Missionary Union. I know that your work is smiled upon by God, and I know that your work is not easy. And I thank you for the work that you do. Amen. In thanking you for your work, I must ask if you are happy and satisfied where things stand for you right now in the church. Be it here at Zion Memorial, be it at your home church, or without, within the universal church of which we are all a part. Are you happy and are you satisfied with where things are? You see, beloved, in Matthew 9, 37 and 38, Jesus said to his disciples, The harvest truly is plenteous, but the laborers are few. Pray ye therefore the Lord of the harvest that he will send forth laborers into his harvest. Amen. Beloved, those laborers are supposed to be me and you, the missionaries who are there to move beyond the comforts of home, community, family, friends, clubs, associations, to be on the battlefield for the Lord. Amen. Or as a young people might say, the young people are notably absent this afternoon except for a sacred few in this gathering of missionaries, perhaps because they are still a part of the rich harvest to be brought into the church, because I do perceive this has been one of the most evangelistic times that we've ever lived in. When they are asked how they are doing, they just might say, well, I'm leveling up. I'm rising day after day, seeking my karma, choosing elevation over simulation. In other words, I'm grinding, I'm grinding. Beloved, that is what the young people might say. And I believe, beloved, I think in your own generational words, you might say something similar about your missionary journey. You might say in your own words, in your own way, I'm grinding too. Or maybe not. You see, beloved, the title of this afternoon's message is, Are You On Your Grind? Are You On Your Grind? Beloved, anyone can call themselves a Christian, but do know that calling oneself a Christian does not make you a Christian. You see, beloved, Christian means Christ-like and Christ-following. In other words, when people meet you, engage with you, and get to know you, they should also meet, engage with, and get to know our Savior and Lord, Jesus the Christ. Amen. Beloved, just Jesus knew that everybody who showed up to be a Christian, to be a disciple, might not be able to fulfill that task. So Jesus had some homework to do on this earth before he was homeward bound to sit at the right hand of God in heaven. Jesus was on his grind. As we find in Matthew 28, 16, then the 11 disciples went away into Galilee into a mountain where Jesus had appointed them. Beloved, part of your walk in your missionary authority, part of your missionary grind is simply showing up. You see, beloved, while we know that Jesus had 12 disciples, only 11 went to the mountain to meet with Jesus. You see, everybody who was supposed to be a disciple was not a true disciple. As Judas, one of many betrayers of Jesus, was missing. Because the weight of his betrayal got the best of him as revealed in Matthew 27 and 5. And he cast down the pieces of silver in the temple and departed and went and hanged himself. So, beloved, only 11 disciples would meet with Jesus on the mountain. Beloved, as you look around your family, your friend group, those who are supposed to be doing ministry with you, be careful in letting the wrong people, the wrong places, and the wrong things 
get in the way of your ministry. As Judas proved, decisions have consequences. And beloved, one of the great decisions with great consequences is how you show up in the places that you show up in, such as coming to church and doing ministry. You see, beloved, when the remaining 11 disciples showed up and met with Jesus, everyone was not on the same page, as Matthew 28 and 17 tells us. And when they saw him, when they saw Jesus, they worshiped him. They worshiped him. Beloved, what would you do if you saw Jesus show up right now? How would you act if you saw Jesus show up in here right now? Beloved, they worshipped him, but some doubt. Some doubt. Some doubt. Beloved, doubt is a euphemism, another word for a lack of faith, trust, and belief. You see, beloved, while all 11 disciples worshipped Jesus, some of the 11 also doubted Jesus. You see, beloved, while all the people who show up at church may be assumed to be worshipers of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, some people may come with a great deal of unrevealed doubt. You see, beloved, while all the people who sign up to be a part of your ministry, committee, and auxiliary may be assumed to be on the same page with you, some people may come with a great deal of unrevealed doubt. You see, beloved, while all the people who are Christians may say that they are on their way to heaven, because that is what we're supposed to say in church. Some people may come with a great deal of unrevealed doubt. Beloved, what are you supposed to do with the worshipers mixed in with the doubters as well as with the doubters who do not even mix with the worshipers? You must remember that the harvest is plenteous. And you're supposed to be one of the laborers. And you're supposed to be on your grind. Beloved, for you to be on your grind, you need to be prepared. You see, beloved, when you seek to serve the Lord in fulfilling the call that God has on your life, then know that God will provide everything that you will need to serve the Lord. God will envelop, enrich, and enlarge your time, talent, and treasure such that you will not be lacking, so that you can be confident in serving God. Jesus wanted his disciples of his day and today to have that confidence. As Matthew 20 and 18 continued, and Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power, all power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Beloved, Jesus is supposed to be the catalyst for your Christianity, your Christian journey, your Christian discipleship. Therefore, you as a missionary, of which we are all supposed to be, are supposed to walk in missional authority, availability, showing up because of the cause of Christ, responsibility, equipped to do something for the cause of Christ, and accountability, expected to fulfill the call on your life because you know that at the end of your days, you will be judged on the basis of how you help to complete the cause of Christ. As such, beloved, you are supposed to be an ambassador for Christ, which means that you are supposed to be on your grind. Now, beloved, I've used that word grind a few times. Y'all be like, what is he talking about? So I believe I must take just a moment to define the word grind in two ways. 
First, beloved, according to Webster's dictionary, because Webster's defines everything. Grind means to wear down, polish, or sharpen by friction. That means that you have to put some effort into changing the form and function of something. Beloved, Jesus went to the cross to change your form from sinner to sinner redeemed and your function from hell bound to reserve for heaven. That's what Jesus did on his grind. But beloved, that grind, Webster's grind, is not the grind that I have in mind for this message. No, beloved, the grind that I have in mind is an acrostic. Like an acronym, but different. And it is actually a word whose letters reveal other words. And beloved, it is in this form that I offer you the acrostic grind. With the meaning, growing relationships into new disciples. Growing relationships into new disciples. Beloved, so when I ask you, are you on your grind? I'm really asking you, are you growing relationships into new disciples? For you to do so, for you to be on your grind, you must follow a process. And beloved, the process was laid out by our Savior and Lord Jesus the Christ in Matthew 28, 19 through 20. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. Beloved, that is how Jesus defined the ground for his disciples. And I believe, beloved, that is how Jesus defines the grind for us today. First, beloved, to be on your grind, growing relationships into new disciples, you must first, hear me right, go. You must go. Beloved, as I previously stated, mission work, the work of the missionary, is every Christian's blessed assignment, not a burdensome assignment for a sacred few. While you call yourselves missionary, you are stating a distinction without a difference for every single member of the body of Christ. Everyone in your church is supposed to be a missionary. Because all of us are called to share Jesus with the world wherever it is that we go. It is a work that can be done and should be done wherever you go. Spoiler alert. You know how it is you say you're going to a movie and somebody want to talk about the movie. You say don't talk about the movie because I'm going to go see the movie. Spoiler alert. Mission work is not supposed to be done just at church in meetings and gatherings with other missionaries. You should not be but so worried about evangelizing a sister or brother who is already on the church roll but does not come to church. That level of conviction, repentance, and restoration will be done primarily by the Holy Spirit. Instead, worry about, be concerned about, be bothered by your neighbor who does not go to church. The waiter or waitress at the restaurant that you eat at after you leave church. The clerk at the grocery store or department store where you buy and pay for your goods and services who may reveal that they do not have a church, let alone a relationship with God through Jesus Christ as guided by the Holy Spirit. 
And beloved, when you are really on your grind, growing relationships into new disciples, then even when you go on vacation for recreation, it can also be a time for recreation. As you are supposed to be on your heavenly vocation, no matter what's your current location. You see, beloved, if you only do mission work with, for, and on other missionaries, then you may have gotten way too comfortable. How can you tell? How can you tell? How can you tell? Beloved, who shows up at worship service for the first time because of you? Pastor, why ain't our church growing? Pastor, look at you and say, why ain't our church growing? Are you on your grind? For beloved, as I frequently share with the beloved, great and growing church family here at Zion Memorial Missionary Baptist Church, this church is going to grow more from the pews than it's ever going to grow from the pulpit. You see, beloved, as Jesus explained in Luke 5, 31 and 32, they that are whole need not a physician, but they that are sick. I came not to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. If you don't want to hang out with no sinners, then you don't want your church to grow. <laughs> Beloved, if you are on your grind, growing relationships into new disciples, you are supposed to be doing the same, calling not the righteous who you are comfortable with, but sinners who you may not always want to deal with to repentance. You see, instead, beloved, I may step on some toes, but that's all right. That's, Jesus didn't come to make you comfortable. I come in the name of Christ. I didn't come to make you comfortable, neither. You see, beloved, instead, too many churches are lobbying, recruiting, and fighting over the righteous members of someone else's church who might sometimes be tempted to simply hop from church to church to church. Beloved, hear me right on this. That does not grow the church. In fact, it creates a poor witness for the church and weakens the church. It is hard to see how God is pleased when members move around from place to place as one church's role rises and another church's role falls, but nobody knew it was going to heaven. Beloved, if you really want the church to truly grow by bringing the eternally loved by God but currently unsaved to church, then you must first go and meet the eternally loved by God but currently unsaved right where they are. That's mission work. That's the grind. And beloved, some of the eternally loved by God but currently unsaved just might be in your house, in your family, among your friends, neighbors, and community. What I really mean is that you do not always have to go on the other side of the world to be a missionary, to be on your missionary grind, growing relationships into new disciples. But, beloved, for you to be on your missionary grind, growing relationships into new disciples, you have to go. You have to go. Second, beloved, to be on your grind, growing relationships into new disciples, you must teach those who come and help to make them into disciples. Beloved, how do you teach and help make disciples? You have to be the example. You have to be the example. 
There is no way for someone to want to become a Christian if they have no experience with someone who was authentically Christian. Somebody says, well, I need to get a prayer through. They ain't got time for you to bring the church to come to the pastor. You pray for them right there. Somebody want to know why should you love Jesus? You share your testimony. Don't open up and talk about Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. You tell them about Tom, Dick, Harry, and James. That's going to mean more to them than a gospel they know nothing about. You see, beloved, as the apostle Paul told the young minister and pastor Timothy in 1 Timothy 4 and 12, but be thou an example of the believers. Do not say that it's someone else's job to do. In word, what you say matters. In conversation, how you say it matters. In charity, how you love matters. In spirit, how you make decisions and who guides you and leads you in making decisions matters. In faith, how you handle the uncertainties of life that we all go through, it matters. In purity, hear me right, I know we dressed up on Sunday, but how you live your life on Monday through Saturday matters. It all matters. Beloved, be on your grind, growing relationships into new disciples and help make more disciples. Third, beloved, to be on your grind, growing relationships into new disciples, you must baptize. Baptize like Jesus got baptized. Beloved, as Christians of the Baptist denomination, we claim to be saved, sanctified, Holy Ghost filled and fire baptized. The water baptizes our body and the Holy Spirit baptizes our soul. Thank you, Lord. And beloved, in terms of the water baptism, Jesus got baptized as revealed in Matthew 3, 13 through 17. Then come up Jesus from Galilee to Jordan unto John to be baptized of him. But John forbade him, saying, I have need to be baptized of thee, and comest thou to me? And Jesus answering said unto him, Suffer it be so now. For thus it becometh as to fulfill all righteousness. Then he suffered him. Jesus said, this is what everyone coming after me is supposed to do. Beloved, we as Christians in seeking to be like Jesus are supposed to get baptized. Like Jesus got baptized. Beloved, be on your grind, growing relationships into new disciples and baptized like Jesus got baptized. Amen. Beloved, to be on your grind, growing relationships into new disciples, you must teach. You must teach. Why must we teach? Very simple. Because you are not born a Christian. You are not born a Christian. To become a Christian, someone must show you the way. Beloved, one of the great examples of showing the way teaching one how to become a Christian comes from the encounter that non-Christians have with, with Christians such as the encounter that the Apostle Philip had with the Ethiopian eunuch as revealed in Acts 8, 26-31. And the angel of the Lord spake unto Philip, saying, Arise, and go toward the south, unto the way that goeth down from Jerusalem unto Gaza, which is desert. And he arose and went, and behold, a man of Ethiopia, a eunuch of great authority under Candace, queen of the Ethiopians, who had the charge of all her treasure, and had come to Jerusalem for to worship, was returning, and sitting in his chariot reading Esaias the prophet. 
Then the Spirit said unto Philip, Go near and join thyself to this chariot. And Philip ran thither to him and heard him read the prophet Esaias. And Philip said, Understand thou what thou readest? And he, the Ethiopian eunuch, said, How can I? Except some man should guide me. I'm reading words, but I don't understand. I need someone to teach me. Beloved, some people are going to ask you to help them. And beloved, some people are going to be brought to you by the Holy Spirit. In either case, you need to be on your grind. Growing relationships into new disciples. And teach them. And then beloved, finally, finally, finally. What you must do to be on your grind. Growing relationships into new disciples. Is to remember. To remember. You must remember that Jesus is always with you on your grind, growing relationship into new disciples, and that this work given unto you, this noble work, this heavenly work, this holy work, is not yours and yours alone. Instead, beloved, it is a work that you are to share and show because Jesus the Christ is inside of you, reminding you that not only is he always with you, but as he said in verse 18, all power is given unto me in heaven and on earth. Therefore, beloved, you do not grind alone. No, beloved, the grind, growing relationships into new disciples through the power of the Jesus the Christ, whose disciples you are supposed to be grinding out. And beloved, while you are on your grind, Growing relationships into new disciples. Remember these words from 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 22. Rejoice evermore. Be joyful in your grind. Pray without ceasing. Ask God to help you on your grind. In everything, give thanks for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Thank God for your grind. You got to earn your hallelujah moment, what I'm trying to say. Quench not the spirit. Yield to the Holy Spirit in your grind. Despise not prophesying. Honor the word of God in your grind. Don't make it up on your own. Don't say what they said because they've been saying a long time. Know what the word of God says in her. Say that. Move all things. Hold fast that which is good. Be wise and discerning in your grind. And finally, abstain from all appearance of evil. Never forget that somebody is always watching you here on earth and in heaven while you are on your grind. And beloved, do remember that the church only truly grows through sinners becoming sinners redeemed. And that is ultimately the reason why Jesus came. So beloved, do your part to truly grow the church, local and universal, by staying on your grind. Growing relationships into new disciples. 
Thank you for tuning in to the radio broadcast of Zion Memorial Missionary Baptist Church with pastor and teacher, Rev. Dr. Randall Kane Jr. It is our prayer that this message inspires you to further your walk with Christ. For more information about Zion Memorial Missionary Baptist Church, go to our website, zmmbc.net, or call 336-725-7390. We live stream our services on our Facebook page. Just search for Zion Memorial Missionary Baptist Church page. Zion Memorial Missionary Baptist Church is located at 101 North Dunleith Avenue in Winston-Salem. Be blessed and continue to further your walk with Christ.